Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. And welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. How are you, Nikki Kinzer? I'm doing great. You're feeling good? You're feeling strong? I feel organized. I think that is good. I, you know, it's because you're, you know, you've got, you're doing all these webinars and your guests on ADD Crusher, and, and now we're on the Evernote blog. I know! How exciting was that? <laughs> I love that. I love that, too. That was fun. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm going to just say it. Uh, the Evernote blog, the image that they used, the, the header image, the here image for the post is this like green crazy like topographical maze, almost maze. Looking. Yeah. yeah yeah not good for people with adhd i spent like 45 minutes trying to follow the maze <laughs> trying to get out oh that I, I is so funny it doesn't actually end you want to think that it ends it doesn't you know it, it was uh, it was a great post and i'm thrilled to to have it on there and uh, and so we're going to be talking about we thought this would be a great opportunity to go back in time a little bit and refresh our thoughts on evernote uh since we uh, we had this great conversation with the good Pamela Rosen uh, that was reproduced in print, but not here on this podcast. And we both have thoughts and impulses and new ways to use Evernote uh, since the last time we talked about it. So we're going to refresh that and, and talk a little bit about Evernote today. Uh, before we do that, make sure you head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can subscribe to the show for free or listen to it right there. Uh, you know, join the mailing list. That would be the most helpful thing you could do. If you haven't joined the mailing list, if you've been a subscriber to the podcast for a long time, just take two minutes and subscribe to the mailing list. Nikki sends a lot of great stuff out to the mailing list. Not too much that you get overwhelmed, but great stuff so that you, uh, you know, great uh, uh, articles that she is writing on the website in addition to the podcast each week. So just subscribe to that mailing list helps us out. You can, of course, connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD and call us. You can leave us a voicemail at 503-664-4ADD. We would love your thoughts and questions on this show. Uh, Okay. Evernote thoughts. Well, first of all, once you read the uh, the lovely piece uh, that Pamela wrote on us, uh, how do you feel like it characterized your use of Evernote? Oh, I think it was a great, I mean, I think it was a great summary because we, gosh, we were probably on the phone with her for the interview for, gosh, at least 
45 minutes oh, or so. Oh, more than, think. yeah, more yeah, than that. Yeah. I, yeah, it was a long time. Uh, yeah, so there was a lot of information that we talked about. And then I thought, I thought she did a great job summarizing it and talking about how, you know, it, it can be very effective for ADHD and, and, uh, had kind of my stance on it as a coach and your stance for using it the way that you use it. And yeah, I thought it was great. Well, do you want to, uh, do you want to recap your stance on it with when you're working with people who have ADHD, like Evernote and ADHD? It, it depends on what the person's working on. Like, you know, I have to listen to where their issues are, whether it's work or home or both. And, and have they used Evernote before? Are they familiar with it? Most people are, right? I mean, cause it's a pretty big, platform to use for project management and such. Well, and so, yeah, they've got 200, over 200 million users right now. What I try to do as a coach is figure out how they've been using it so far and what have been kind of the roadblocks that, that stop them from using it. Because that's usually what I see is they get really excited about it. They start it and then they don't maintain it or they're not using it to like, they're not going back to it on a consistent basis. And, uh, one of the things that I learned from you that I really take to heart when I talk to clients about it now is being very clear about what it is that you need it for. And I think that that's where you have to start is like, what is it? I mean, why do you want this? Like, how is this going to help you? How has using Evernote changed for you in the last uh, couple of years? Well, I'll tell you one of the biggest, I guess, mistakes that I made with Evernote and that I've really kind of um, changed. And this was recent because remember when we were talking about uh, to-do task apps and like how to manage your to-do list yeah. and everything? Well, prior to that, I was using Evernote as my to-do list. And I had sort of like a daily uh, to-do list that I would look at and a weekly. And uh, I had like projects I was working on and... I found that it wasn't as effective with Evernote. And when I went to, 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 to Doist mm-hmm. app, mm-hmm. that that was a much better way for me to manage my actual daily tasks and reoccurring tasks. So I actually stopped using Evernote for those things, started using Todoist. But where I still use Evernote every day, I'm in it every single day, is it's where I do my copies of my blog posts, my newsletters, my um, all of the projects that I'm working on, you know, whenever I'm doing research on new like online courses. So as we've already mentioned, the paper solution is going to be coming out here in mm-hmm. the next couple of months. And so I have a whole section, a whole notebook about the paper solution. And I have, you know, rough drafts of, of different articles and things that I've written for the for the program and and research i mean it's all over the gamut so i'm using all of that to to manage that project i have personal notebooks that i use for my personal stuff i mean it's it's like a storage area (laughs) in a lot of ways um but it's it's just really easy for me to to look and see what i have to do um and where I'm at. And, uh, you know, that, so I, that's how I use it. I don't, what about you? Well, you know, for me, I, I, I think that that is the biggest thing that has changed for me is the, the places where I'm not using Evernote 
as much anymore. And and there so there are a couple of pain points in, in Evernote that are that have not gotten better. They've always been pain points and they just they haven't changed. And so I've abandoned them abandoned Evernote for those features. But I've really doubled down in other areas on on in the places where Evernote really excels. And for me it's kind of a metaphor of the company. You know, for a long time, for a number of years, Evernote was getting so broad in the way that they were approaching the market. And like, you know, I, I think work chat is is one of the great symbols of this sort of broadness, you know, trying to bring chat into Evernote was it is just awful. Can I, well, but you know what? I, that's how I communicate with my editor. Talk more about that. She edits my blog posts and she edits my, uh, newsletter content. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when I write those, I put it into a shared folder. So then she sees it and then she comes back and she actually in the work chat, she attaches the edits and says, you know, here you go, here you go. And then if there's anything that she wants me to be aware of, she'll put that in there. So that's how we actually communicate is through the work chat in Evernote. You are an anomaly. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, work chat is, I, I I think I can say with without qualification, one of the most reviled features that has come out of it, for <laughs> Evernote. It is because it's it's really cumbersome. It's extreme. When I work with people to try and teach them how to use it, it is abandoned so fast because it's so confusing for, for the uh, the majority of people I work with to try to figure out where, what do people see when they see this? Is this, am I attaching this to a specific note or is it the some other place in the app. It's just, it has been a disaster to try to talk to sort of normal everyday users about how work chat works. And I'm talking about normal everyday users in a business context. So, you know, I'm working with a client that has a, a business uh, subscription to Evernote. So all their employees have, and they hate work chat. They can't make sense <laughs> of it. So I, I would say you, for all oh, of your so success, funny. like I've got 10 more stories of people who absolutely hate work chat. And it, and it it serves as an example of sort of the uh, I, I don't know it feels like Evernote's ego right we're going to help you bring all of your communication about your work inside our app you know come in come inside the gate and we'll close it behind you and it'll be great and it when it's not great when people can't make sense of it it, it becomes a, a a point of distraction and uh, and so it's been really hard to get so I don't I don't use any of that stuff uh, myself I do still uh, organize around notebooks and tags again tags Tags for me are, are very useful as thinking about them in terms of index at the back of a book where notebooks are the table of contents in the front of the book for organizing. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and so that makes it, makes it pretty easy for me. But I'm, I, I'm with you for jumping into Evernote. And this was one of the major points we made in the article. Having, understanding the focus, understanding the thing you want to accomplish first is, is how you enter Evernote, right? What is the the thing that you want to solve in your life, the process you want to solve? Begin there, build a solution inside of Evernote for how you store the knowledge related to this thing, uh, and and then it will grow from there. But but don't try to put your entire life and all your paper and all your bills, everything in Evernote all at once. It it, it gets overwhelming pretty quickly. You really have to have to to. F- take it one step at a time. So th- that I think is is one of the major points we covered in that article and and now you know to the central question when we think about how Evernote's changed since the last time we talked about it I I led with a pain point and there's one more pain point that's killer and it's related to work chat it's collaboration and collaboration in Evernote is still really hard and part of why it's hard is because it's going up against Google Docs which has been right. such a 
a staple of real-time collaboration that just doesn't break. Now, they may change features on the fly, and you may not know where things are from one day to the next when major feature releases come out, but generally, it is when it counts, it's really stable. And that's, in fact, we used to do all of our show planning for this podcast inside of Evernote in, in a shared notebook where we would share our notes and everything would sync between us. But it got to the point where, in real time, when we wanted to keep our notes while we were recording... Uh, you can't do that in Evernote because a note gets locked and, uh, you know, when one person is actively editing it. And in Google Docs, that doesn't happen. So we moved all of the anything that is that requires real-time collaboration and not asynchronous collaboration. So synchronous versus asynchronous has moved to Google Docs uh, and everything else that is sort of indexable archive content that requires just kind of sharing uh, but not synchronous work that is still lives in, in Evernote. Is that, is that a fair uh, oh, yeah, way to absolutely. Uh-huh. Which is really frustrating because I love Evernote so much for, for that kind of stuff, but they just they, they haven't nailed real time. And uh, to be a, a viable you know, team collaboration work tool, they've got to nail real time across platforms. They've just got to, and it's just not there. Even Apple, which has been so slow to get real time collaboration around their own office suite, has, is in beta of, of you know, making pages and, and numbers and keynote collaboration working. And when it's just one or two people on the, or two or three people on a given share, it works really well. You, know, you throw 30 people at it, it breaks, but, uh, but, but it actually works. And that Evernote has been doing this. For for eight years and and hasn't figured out, um, you know, real time. It, it's kind of heartbreaking. So, but I will say one of the things I adore: uh, if you have updated to iOS ten, you're an iOS user. iOS ten messages has an app store, and so the apps that you have on your phone or your iPad, um, you can install apps within messages. And one of the apps, you know, most of the apps that are getting sort of notoriety are stickers. So you can put stickers and things in your chats and little <laughs> animations and things like that. And it's, it's fun and cute, whatever. But the, uh, you know, the real benefit is in these messages apps like Evernote. They were one of the first out of the gate. So when you're in the middle of a chat and I'm, I'm chatting along with you and I think, oh, I want to share this note with you, uh, I can tap on the app uh, icon for Evernote and search my app library, my Evernote note library, and tap on a note, and it shares right to you. That has been a, a mm. great... And it's one of those little tiny additions that are enabled by the OS uh, that that Evernote has really done a, a good job at. I use it every day uh, to share a note with somebody, whether it's students or my wife or clients or partners, whatever. Uh, I use the the Evernote app every single day. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's very cool. You've updated, right? Are you you're on the latest OS? Yeah, well, I should be because I have the latest iPhone. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I still have to. I have to do some transferring this weekend, but yeah, yeah we finally got it up and running this week. So. Oh, good for you. Good yeah. for you. Well, it is really fun, and and so we'll have to do. Maybe we can include that in a little uh, screen share uh, at, at some point in the future. We'll add that to the to the show notes here. But uh, how to use Evernote. Um, in Messages app, it's a very cool little feature. And you know, one of my other favorite apps is is uh, ScanBot, which also has an app. So you can be in the middle of a messages chat and tap on ScanBot, and your camera, your camera scan.
manner shows right up. So if you're standing there, this happens to me all the time. My wife calls me and she says, oh my God, I left the house and I forgot this one piece of paper that I absolutely need today. Can you take a picture of it? Well, now I'm in messages. She's just sent me a text. I tap on ScanBot. The camera opens up. I hold it over the paper. It scans it, OCRs it, and I hit send without having to open a separate app, without having to go through any of that sharing nonsense. It's just right there. It's It's one of those little conveniences that adds a lot to my life. That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then I want to talk about templates because templates have become uh, a big deal for me. I use templates all the time. And I don't think we talked all that much about templates last time around. Um, No. But -mm. people, I think, have really been gravitating toward templates. First, a huge shout out to the Evernote blog and the team behind the the, the Evernote blog and their social presence. They share the coolest stuff. And I, I, it is just absolute, I get great new material from the Evernote blog all the time. And so I'm including a lot of direct notes to the, the, uh, the posts on the Evernote blog that have really inspired me to create my own, um, templates that I use throughout my day, uh, that I think some of them are really, really useful to take from Evernote, customize them and make them in your own and, and use them. The first one is calendars. Uh, you can download from an Evernote notebook that includes different calendars, five different calendars that you can, you know, put in uh, into your own workflow. For example, you click on this little Evernote notebook and, and it opens up five notes. One of them is the, a simple gray monthly calendar. And it's just all the, um, all of the table. Uh, it's a table of all the calendars, fully editable with all the dates that are just right. So you might have a calendar app that you already use, uh, uh to manage your calendar. So this may not be the monthly calendar, may not be the one that you really like. But a weekly calendar and a daily calendar and a yearly calendar, all of these templates are built right into Evernote as notes and they they're fully editable and all of the weekends are highlighted out and uh, so you can do all of your planning right in Evernote. It made Now, me- where do you find that? Well, there's a link in the show notes. Okay. It's to a Good. blog post with an with a, a it's an ENEX file which is an Evernote notebook export file, right? And you just double click on it and it opens up and it says where do you want to put these? Do you want to create a new calendar or a new notebook and you say yes. And now you can drag those notes into your templates folder. But it made me think, Nikki Kinzer, one thing that we <laughs> haven't done is take your templates and forms and build Evernote templates out of them. We should totally do that. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. So that has been, I I have officially added that to my list of things to do uh, because I would use the heck out of those right inside of Evernote. I love it. So calendar templates, look for that note and look for a new note coming uh, from an update coming from me with all of Nikki's forms built into Evernote notes. Uh, The next one is school notes. Now, this one I liked because I find it inspirational more than anything else. And this came as a post, uh, you know, their, their online Evernote, they were ran a contest, like best of the year contest or something, and, and ended up posting a, a link with uh, five tips from a student, a college student, um, who was demonstrating how he uses Evernote every day. And he, he shared these, his school note uh, template. And it's really 
lovely. Uh, it, it is built using Evernote tables, just like the calendar notes, but it gives you a place for Q&A, a place for, um, you know, what's the subject of the day, a place for follow-on questions, a place for the body of your notes. Uh, it is a, a lovely, again, a, it's a template you can add to your own Evernote notebook. And then every, every time you go into a new class, you just hit duplicate note and title it for whatever you want it to be. Add the tag for the class and you're good to go. You have a, a notebook for your school notes. Notes. My kids, their school district is all in on Cornell notes. And so uh, to this, I found really inspirational. Uh, the Cornell notes system, it just has a, a section at the top for, um, you know, what the subject is. It has cues on the left side, note, take, note taking on the right side. And at the end of each class, you go down into the summary and, and write a, a space at the bottom in the space at the bottom of the note to summarize the notes that you took in that session. And you're supposed to go, there, there's this whole routine around it where you go back into your notes at the end of 24 hours, at the end of a week to review them and to write new cues and questions and things it's it's a whole system that works really well and and the both in the middle school and high school they've gone so all in that that there's a cornell notes review each week and they they're just really bullish on cornell notes it seems to be working quite well and so they ended up building a, a one of an enterprising evernote user built a a cornell note template which you can take and save to your evernote it includes all the cues you know record questions recite reflect review uh it includes all of the the topics that you need to use to build your own template you can customize it to make it your own and then duplicate it every time you need it to create a new notes page. It really is a fantastic way to organize notes uh, around school. Now, of course, this goes straight into meeting notes, right? I mean, this is one of the things that makes it so inspirational that once you are good at, at you know, taking your Cornell notes and you have these templates, you can convert it very easily into a meeting note um, a process where you can have it create a dossier, for example, of important people. Maybe it includes a photo of a person at the top and it includes all the major events that you attend with this person and it includes their birthday and, you know, their favorite flowers, their favorite uh, meals, so that you know where to take them if they're your clients uh, and you're traveling with them. Those kinds of things make for a great, uh, Evernote makes for a great solution for those things. Uh, any meeting you sit down and you want to say, here's a meeting objective, here's, you know, major topics covered, here's our agenda, place for, for written notes uh, uh, down below, audio notes, add audio attachments to your notes. I'm using these things all the time uh, and uh, I, I really love it. We, we've, I've gone even more more in on attachments uh, now that uh, Evernote has released fantastic Google Docs integration, for example, you can drag links into Google and it and it expands little previews of Google Docs quite well. Uh, and uh, but but even beyond Google Docs, having Word and Excel and Pages, all these doc formats in Evernote notes organized in uh, you know meeting notes templates uh, gives me a great place to have one. Uh, sort of one view on a specific event and all the uh, resources that go with that event are attached to it. I get this question all the time, though, about using a solution like, you know, Dropbox or, you know, what about the Finder or Explorer on my computer? What about that? You know, I can just drag all my documents into a folder for that event and then I have it. 
you know, for me, it's all about context, right? Yeah. Right. That mm-hmm. when I put it, these things in an Evernote note, I can put a header that says, you know, these are the the event resources, and I can include PDFs and docs and things below that. And next to that, I can include, you know, these are the personnel resources, right? And then I can include documents below that. And so I understand what all these, you know, otherwise unrelated documents are in a single Evernote note. And on a scan, I can get a really quick uh, sense of context about, you know, where I am on the, on, on this particular event at a particular time or, or a particular course I'm teaching. I can get, you know, here are all the resources for a particular week or a particular course date in a single note where otherwise I'm just, you know, resizing windows to see the titles and I'm doing quick previews of all of these various docs that are associated in a folder. It's just not as good for clearly seeing the context around particular documents on my computer, um, you know, than Evernote is. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? I've been talking Mm -hmm. too long. What do you think about all this, this templating and docs and all these things? I am surprised that I didn't know about the templates. I feel a little silly that I didn't know about these templates. Um, but you know what? That I, that is, I am embracing, uh, that I just learned something huge today and that's a really positive thing. So I'm not going to worry that I did not know this before, but yeah, I mean that, that's the biggest aha for me is I had no idea that they had these templates. So I'm really excited to go through them and look at them and see how they might help myself and for other people too. Yeah. Yeah. So no, this is fantastic. Pete, I knew I would learn something new. I knew that. I knew that. (laughs) Well, I'm glad, you know, I, there's a, there's another one. I put this NaNoWriMo at the bottom. We've talked about NaNoWriMo before, but I, do you remember what NaNoWriMo is? NaNoWriMo. You do, you <laughs> do, is that a new no, new no? I don't know. No, what don't was that? No. No, no, no. Mark from War. Yes, thank yes. you. Robin Williams, Mark from Mark, yeah. uh What was that? Mark and Mindy. Yeah, Mark and Mindy. Yeah. Nano, nano. Nano, nano. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they had the little finger handshake thing. Yes. Into, yeah, yeah. That's oh, right. Boy. No. That's well, aging us, probably. <laughs> yes, too much. Too much. Okay, go on. <laughs> do you do you remember what NaNoWriMo is? I have no idea. It is an acronym for National Novel Writing Month. And that's where we are. November is National Novel Writing Month. And it, the objective of NaNoWriMo is that you sit down uh, at midnight or 12.01 on November 1st and you begin writing a novel. And by the end of November, you should hit 50,000 words. That is the goal. And you submit your novel in this little online word counter and then you get a badge and it you've accomplished something and it's a great big collective i mean it's literally a global collective of of writers who use Do they have November a special handshake to just <laughs> I mean, if they don't i'm starting it uh totally. it's a global collective of people who are trying to to write a novel together and i love that evernote has shared uh, a very timely set of templates uh, story premise, word, world building basics, character profiles, three act story plotting, story That's beats, awesome. all these different templates that will walk you through how to uh, how to create dramatic structure and uh, and build characters and world. Are you going to do Evernote it? Are you going to write a novel? Well, you know, I've done it. Uh, I've done it a number of times, and and I have I've done it. I think probably eight years running, and I've completed it. Uh, I think four. Uh, but I've never gone back to any of my nano works and finished them, right? You, I've never gone back and edited them. I've never gone back and, and actually published anything. So uh, they're all just sitting on a shelf. I, I print them out. I bind them mm-hmm. uh, in their rough draft at the end just as a kind of a celebration yeah, of that you having did it. accomplished awesome. it. But but I need one of these days I need to go back and actually 
do the work and and finish the book. So it, I have starting points. Nano, it, it's really fun. I mean, you really start if you if you're getting into it. And when I started really getting into it, it's when you go to all the local meetups. You know, it, people will go to coffee shops and they'll hang out together and they'll write together and. People, somebody will yell out, you know, I, I need the best song you remember from 1984. And suddenly everybody's talking about, you know, music and working music into their, into their, whatever they're writing right then. Right. Uh, so it ends up being a fun collective and I, I'm a big fan of it. But about Evernote, the fact that there are so many people who actually build their worlds inside of Evernote, this template back, if you're just getting started with NaNoWriMo, it's a great, great, great place to start. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Well, and I just want to add to that. I do have a client who uses Evernote um, for her stories because she is a writer and she's had, uh, she's written for years and years. And so the way that she's going to be, um, actually, I'm going to be helping her and you're going to be helping her too, Pete, <laughs> set this up for her. Um, but that's what, that's how she wants to use Evernote is she wants to be able to store her stories onto Evernote. So having notebooks and then, you know, notes attached to those, you know, specific stories. And I'm not not exactly sure how we're going to all do it, but you're going to help us set that up. Um, but I think that's a great way to use Evernote is to have a place for those things to go and be able to search for them easily and, and pull them up when you need to and yeah, all of that. Truly. So yeah, it's a, it's, a, awesome. it's a good solution for that. And, you know, for long format writing, there are a number of other tools that are really popular. Scrivener and Ulysses. I mean, these are tools that are built around writers and yeah. generating, you know, thousands and thousands of words and organizing all those resources. But it turns out that, you know, if you're already you know, playing with Evernote, it's a great platform for, for diving in and, and, um, you know, just getting your words in there. Um, so, uh, you know, I look forward to it. So this is, that's, that's kind of how I'm using Evernote. I'm, I'm really bullish on, on, uh, templates and building templates that fit, fit specific processes. Uh, so again, back to our, our just summarizing point, um, why Evernote works and when it works, it's when you really focus on what the one thing is that you want to accomplish. And now, you know, you can build a template to help you stay focused on creating the notes that help you accomplish that process. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. I do have one bit of follow-up that's unrelated to Evernote. Mm-hmm. It seems so strange that we would have anything unrelated to Evernote in an Evernote show. But I'm very excited about uh, we we got some feedback. We did a show on impulsivity some time ago. Uh, I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. We we got an email from a, a friend of the show and listener who works at a very large company and was struggling a little bit because uh, administratively, uh, this listener was told that, um, uh, you know, he was sending too many emails to too many people that were outside of the division. And it was it was becoming uh, a frustrating thing for, you know, the his boss. Uh, who was getting notes from other people saying, you know, hey, you gotta, what's what's this person doing writing the president of the company, that kind of a thing. But it was an it was an impulse issue. And and this was a, a fantastic opportunity to talk about impulsivity. Well, we got an email back uh, because one of our recommendations was you got to talk to the support people at at the organization. Right. Um, you've got to go talk to the people who are designated to support you and your ADHD because right because we were t- kind of talking about the accommodations and and then finding out what what they are what they what what the possibilities are and then we are also kind of adding on to now that you know what they are or you know what the guidelines are it's kind of your responsibility to make sure you you know 
tried to do your best to follow through with them as yeah. well. Right, right. And and so he did. He went to talk to the uh, HR folks, and they were incredibly accommodating, and uh, not only help him kind of work through some of these, uh, some of the initial kind of practical implications of this, but gave him a, a tip on on uh, filtering. Uh, email so that all the email goes to, in this case, it sounds like uh, it, he's got all of his email sent to go to the trash with the exception of just things that are filtered by keyword. It's a little bit unclear because the message that he sent was sent using voice dictation that it from, I'm thinking in a noisy room because there's, I, I'm missing a bit uh, on, on understanding exactly what the process is. But it sounds like uh, because he's filtering on keywords, he's able to prioritize the things that are actually important that he's going to need to be involved in versus the things that are, that just get his uh, impulsivity or the impulsive brain ticking, you know, things that just inspire him to sh- shoot off an email as quickly as, as he possibly can. Getting all those emails out of his inbox ends up being really, really helpful. And, uh, you know, he talks about the the impulse reward response. And this is something we didn't use that language exactly, but I think it's something we've talked about on the show. The idea that every time you check your email, you're getting a little bit of an impulse, like a dopamine rush. If there's something that is of value to you, you're getting a hit right then. And so how do you solve that from an impulsivity perspective? You remove the reward every time you open your email. And that was the solution, was getting email to skip the inbox and go someplace else, with the exception of the work-related stuff that ends up being really important. So uh, I think that's a great response, and I'm deeply appreciative that uh, he wrote in to share the success. I am too. I think it's fantastic. And I, you know, I wrote back to him and I, I said, you know, I have to com- commend you on your, your courage. You know, it takes a lot of courage for somebody to come go into an office and, uh, or an HR department and say, you know, I, this is what's going on and, and, uh, you know, a very brave thing to do. And, and an inspiration, I think for many, um, that it, there's always going to be some fear, um, attached to it, but look at the outcome here. I mean, it, it was such a positive outcome. And just recently I had another, um, client that I work with in my, my group coaching, my coaching group, I guess is the best way to say that. And she had the same situation where she was really kind of, you know, fearful about talking to her supervisor about her ADHD and, and, uh, and she did. And it, again, it was just another really positive experience and she felt so relieved and really proud of herself and she should be, and our listener here should be very proud of themselves. Um, so yes, I want to share that because I want people to see, uh, there are some success stories here that are, you know, really worth listening to and, and um, thinking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Congratulations. And keep, thank keep you away. for following up with us and letting, know, letting us know how it all turned out. Because I, I love that, too. I think yeah, that's great. That's yeah. the best. That's it the is. best. All right. That's all we've got. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this show uh, today and for uh, giving Evernote a shot uh, uh, because it's really helpful for a lot of people. You could, It might be able to help you. That's all. It helps me. There you go. Thanks, <laughs> Nikki Kinzer. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast.